Hello podcast listeners and welcome to the 25th of November 2021 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Well, here we are on the other edge of November, ready to leap into the last month of this year, the final countdown of 2021. And as we pause, ready to step into the last phase of this month, we may well offer a pleading prayer to whatever deity we fancy that 2022 will start soft and stay soft, for we across this world are weary. This week, at least, as we dodge cars and cross alleys, we'll be listening to a story from Neherika about a faraway time when she went traveling. After Neherika, I'll read a short piece from Hong Kong-based poet Paula Caroni, titled Q14 Hotel Bound. Before we get to today's stories, though, a sweater-wrapped hug goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. Special hellos go out to Katie's dad in Florida, too, and to all our overseas listeners. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. Hong Kong is blessed with many creative groups, and on December 3rd, 4th, and 10th, three of our storytellers will break out of their usual roles to perform live with the Hong Kong Improv in a show called An Improvised Christmas Carol at the Fringe Club. You can find tickets at the link on our website, hongkongstories.com, or on hongkongimprov.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now with a story from our August 2021 show that had the theme, Busting Out, here is Neherika. My mom said, Why? Why must you go on this solo trip alone? (laughs) Because it's a solo trip, mom. (laughs) Did you have a fight with your fiancé? No. Then why don't you go with him? Get married and you can both go to Italy. Mom, that's a honeymoon. (laughs) No. No amount of protesting from her was going to make me change my mind. This trip was very important to me. I was 27, still living with my parents, and soon to get married. I needed some space. I needed to get away for a little while. Fine then, do what you must. But promise me, you'll text me every day, okay? And I want a photo. Head to toe, I want to see you. Okay? Okay. With that agreement in place, I landed in Italy. True to my intention of finding some quiet place, I booked a few days at a farmhouse, or agriturismo as they call it in Italy. It was close to this beautiful medieval town of Assisi, so one of the days I just decided to walk to Assisi. Little did I know, Assisi is known for religious tourism. Walking up and down the hilly slopes, hopping from one church to another was exhausting. Towards the end of the day, I decided I'm just going to sit down and watch the sunset. Found a grassy spot, took off my shoes, peeled off my socks, rested my elbows on the ground. I saw no streetlights. I did not see a single streetlight from my agroturismo to Assisi. A 60-minute walk 
through semi-forested, semi-farmed area on a dirt trail. Kind of cute in the morning, but nighttime is going to be scary, <laughs> really scary. And I wasn't prepared for that. I had no company, obviously. I had no flashlight. I had no weapons. <laughs> Within seconds, shoes and socks back on, backpack strapped, I was practically jogging. I quickly took out my phone and checked Google Maps to see I was going the right way. Uh-oh. Battery low. Okay, don't worry. I'm a smart girl. I can do this. I checked the route, quickly memorized all the turn and put my phone back in. Sun was dipping closer to the horizon and the sky was orange. But if I jogged all the way, I'm going to make it before sunset. Soon enough, the sky turned gray. Clouds hid whatever little was left of the sun. And I wasn't prepared with an umbrella either, so I quickened my pace. Now, I don't know at what point the sky went from gray to black, but now I could hear more than I could see. I just assumed that they were toads or crickets, but something in the bushes was hiding, something bigger. I swear at one point I saw a pair of eyes peeping at me. Now I really wish I'd listened to my mom and carried something for my protection. Kitchen knife, chili powder, <laughs> you know, that sacred red Hindu thread blessed by the gods. Well, it's not like Hindu gods have jurisdiction in a CC anyway. This is the land of St. Francis. He's going to help me, right? Right? I looked up. All I could imagine instead were unholy spirits lurking in the canopies, waiting to pounce on unsuspecting travelers. Imagination is my own worst enemy. I had to distract myself. So I decided I'm going to juice out the remaining bit of my phone's battery on some music. Lazarus by Porcupine Tree, perfect song for the road. Stephen Wilson's familiar voice was a much better company than the... I was getting comfortable. I knew from the turns on the road that I was getting close to the agroturismo, maybe another 15 minutes or so. I wasn't even jogging at this point. Then I stopped. Right in the middle of my path, there was something something darker than the surrounding darkness, something moving. Squinted my eyes, hoping it was my imagination playing tricks on me again. Nope, not this time. It's a dog. It's a big dog. Oh! Before any of you judge me for being so scared of a dog, just remember, this is not a cuddly, insta-worthy city dog. This is a farm dog. He's not pampered by canned food. He hunts his meat. <laughs> I can tell from the silhouette he's muscular. He's probably likely trained to keep intruders away. But the question is, am I an intruder? I imagine newspaper headlines. Wandering tourists discovered dead steps away from agroturismo. Indian chick becomes tandoori meat for Italian beast. <laughs> no, that cannot be my fate. No, no, no. I wanted to do this, right? I wanted to do a solo trip. 
this is a perfect opportunity to prove that I can take care of myself. Because you know what? If my mom notices so much as a toenail missing in the promised daily photos, it's going to be my last solo trip. The dog and I just waited, looking at each other, weighing each other out. My mind was racing, looking for escape routes. I could run, but there's no way I can outrun him. I could scream, but that just might trigger him. I could feed him. I have a boiled egg in my bag. Yeah, I could feed him. But I have one boiled egg. <laughs> That's going to be an appetizer. <laughs> then he's going to want main course. No, horrible idea. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait it out. Safe idea. I'm not moving. Then I heard the thunder. He heard it too because he matched the pitch of the thunder with a low growl and that's the moment I panic. I got to do something and I got to do it now. I scan my brains for ideas. Something, anything, nothing is coming. Then I remembered something I'd seen in a Bollywood movie. In the middle of this intense fight in the, between a hero and the villain, this unfriendly dog interrupted them and attacked both of them. But the hero managed to escape by singing to the dog. <laughs> Without further thought, I pulled out my earphones and let the music play. Yes, it was a Hail Mary, but remember, I had been to a lot of churches that day. I expected some cachet. As the sound waves traveled, I noticed a change in the silhouette. Tip of the tail swayed. Seemed to be working. I waited for the chorus to start. And then, cautiously moved forward. Just casually singing along. Follow me down to the valley below. Seemed to be working. I was steps away from him. He made no attempt to stop me. Now, I was only hoping that my phone battery doesn't give up on me in the middle of my stunt. Kept walking past him. Moonlight is bleeding from out of your soul. I was now past him, walking away. I approached the final turn, and as I turned, I ran. I could now finally see the lights at the agroturismo. When I got back to my room, took a selfie, and sent it to mom. Back home. Crazy day. Wait, backspace, backspace. Back home. Full stop. <laughs> Music has charms to soothe a savage breast indeed. We are very pleased that Neherika made it out alive and well and is back with us again. If this story reminds you of a time you were almost savaged by a terrifying dog far away from home, then get yourself to a workshop and tell us all about it. Our free workshops are back on schedule, and we're waiting to hear stories of wild beasts, music, or your mother. Find the information you need to come along at hongkongstories.com. Now let's have a listen to a poem recently published in the poetry zine, Bound, which is a collaboration between Peel Street Poetry, Out Loud Hong Kong, and Write or Die. Q14. 
Hotel Bound by Paula Caroni Back to Asia's world city, multi-tested and double-vaccinated, aliens in blue hazmat suits gave me orders, fumigated my luggage. For hours I was tossed like a pancake gloriously turning over, only to fall back into the pan. I endured sticks up my nose, filled in forms, paid for a one-only entry to my room, where I'm now stuck, hotel-bound. For two weeks, windows sealed, shut, like my mouth. The food is good, the service too. Amenities include dishwashing liquid, dust cloths, a toilet scrubber, and a broom. I was also offered four tests for free, and two more to enjoy after my release, for a total of six. Each day I sit by the windowsill, read coffee grounds, take auspices from birds, or meditate in downward-facing dog, let my anger simmer like slow-cooking braised meat. Foolishness abounds in the world, and yet this unique farce holds me, literally, arrested, spellbound. But then, like almost all who went through this ordeal, I know I will forget, forgive, bouncing back like a rubber ball, until, once tired of being thrown around and kicked, I will take the road more traveled by and roll down the westbound lane. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.